Wine Monk, Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. Hey gang, uh, this is Cody, the Arizona Wine Monk. I'm here with my friend Sarah Lance. We've been trying to record this about three times, which is a very orthodox number, which makes sense because we're both orthodox wine aficionados. Today we are drinking the only wine from Rune Winery that I have not reviewed on the Arizona Wine Monk blog, and that is the Rosé. And uh, uh, the fruit for this came all from Pillsbury. Um, it was a saunier of basically all of the reds of 2013. So the Grenache, the Syrah. I don't think he had Mavedra that year, but I think there was some Petite Syrah. And uh, uh, he likes to say that he hates this the most out of all of his wines. But, you know, being in, well, not hates, he, he likes it the least. But when I did a rosé tasting panel a while back... Um, i.e. last year, um, came out number three under Sand Reckoner and the One Night Stand, from what I remember, uh, from Pillsbury, which the One Night Stand I think you guys took with you when you were here. I believe so, yeah. And it was fabulous. All jokes aside, One Night Stands are supposed to be fabulous. (laughs) So I've been told. (laughs) (laughs) So Sarah uh, is a friend of mine who, for a while, I convinced to do a wine blog focusing on uh, Kansas and Missouri, but you haven't updated for a while, because it's life. Indeed. And you're going to Korea soon, so um, I have no idea if Korea even has a wine industry or not. Me either. My guess is no. My guess it would be shitty wine, like, um, well, they have... Not necessarily, because Japan uh, has a wine industry with actually an indigenous grape of some kind. True. True that. It might be farther north than I imagine. You I think I imagine it to be similar to Hawaii, which makes pineapple wine. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into this wine, we're going to sidetrack everything and answer this question. Because science. We need to know, so that way you can bring back or send me Korean wine if it exists. Does South Korea produce wine? I'm assuming, yeah, North Korea probably doesn't have much of a wine industry. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Let us find out. Wine market report. Wine in Korea. Huffpo. Wine in South Korea. Euromonitor. Wine Korea for Australian importers. South Korean wine market. There's a wine market that everyone's telling me. South Korean winemakers struggle for the price for their piece of the alcohol market, so there must be. Uh, I should also ask my friend Vicky on this. She spent. Here's one called Dana Estates. Let's see. Great production in the Republic of Korea. There we go. Water viticulture began around 1906 with an experimental... I don't know. Present status. I don't see a list of varietals. Oh, here we go. Uh, European cultivars cannot be grown without healing under the soil in the winter in the northern areas. 
Merry American cultivars are hybrids with European cultivars, however, can be grown during this method. So you might find Saval Blanc in South Korea, which it's would possible. be awesome because I would that would be super interesting. I think uh, Saval Blanc is one of the three grapes running for what I think the grape that the geologist is um, actually. And so I've been thinking about drinking more Saval Blanc for research purposes. But I digress. So anyway, um, so South Korea apparently does have a wine industry. So you Let's should, check that out. if you get time, poke and look. My friend that I'm traveling with is also a wine aficionado, so I think we can make this happen. This would be good. If not, and then I guess I suppose there's other booze. So anyway... The labels, by the way, as I've mentioned before multiple times, you, what did you think of the label? Because I thought it was just, like, the coolest thing ever. I think it's beautiful. And each vintage has a different label, so is 2014 that he just released uh, has a ah. different label, so it's like a continuation of the story. Um, I saw the proofs of it. I haven't seen it on the bottle yet. Uh, but yes... With a long journey coming to a close, the ship approaches a life-bearing planet. The specimens are delicately loaded into the craft, and I just broke my corkscrew. Uh, for these vines, the future is unknown. Well, I should say I broke one of my five corkscrews. Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. Well, it's one of those stupid ones with the wings that... Yeah. The ballerina corkscrews. Yeah, as exactly. My... The one that looks like a dancing ballerina. Exactly. And it has broken, but that's okay, because I have more. And the bottle is open. I have a second bottle of something else open in my fridge. And the words of the dude from the Big Lebowski, nothing is fucked. <laughs> Yet. Gee, thanks for the vote of confidence, Sarah. By the way, Sarah Lance is, I like to say, the only good Sarah I know. So, Debatable. Yeah, well, you haven't tried to, you know, rip <clears> into <throat> tiny pieces, destroy me, or argue theology, and therefore stop dating me, or go on one <laughs> date and go, oh god, you're horrible. This so, is true. So, yes. So, so far, you're the only good Sarah I know. Thank you. With Bows. the exception, maybe, of Sarah, who used to work at Pillsbury, but I don't know her that well. But that's neither here nor there. Redemption. Someone has to redeem the name, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm still working on checking finances, by the way, to see if I can make it out there for uh, Greta's wedding. Greta was not able to join us, mostly because I forgot to ask. But I figured with her wedding planning, she probably would be too busy to join in tonight. The wedding planning has become slightly insane, yes? Yeah, I can imagine. I've <laughs> never really gotten that far with wedding planning in the past, but, you know. I, I it appears imagine. to be rather demanding. Yes, this is why you should just have someone plan it for you. Probably true. I don't know. Or just elope. Or just, yeah, but you can't elope orthodoxly. Oh, they have Greek chapels in the Caribbean that you could book. Yeah, but there's no wine in the Caribbean. I think they have chapels in Vegas, too. Yeah, but 
But it's Vegas. Indeed. Yeah. Well, on second yeah. thought, it could be worse. I mean, could. It, it could be... Hold on. It could be Boston. <laughs> Burn! Yep. Uh, anytime I get a dig in against that hellhole. So anyway, what are you getting on the nose of this rosé? Well, before we discuss the nose, I am very much in love with the color of this wine. I know, holy moly, it is beautiful. <laughs> is it uh, not just completely juicy? I mean... It's like looking at like... So and I think it's, it's different from a lot of Arizona rosés that I've had. I don't know how your tasting panel was, but most of the ones that, for example, you've sent me are just much... I mean, they're robust in flavor, but they're just much paler in coloration, and yeah. they just... Had less contact with the skins, or the grapes were lighter. I'm not sure. Probably but less contact with the skins brilliant. because the rule of thumb with a saunier is that you usually let it sit on the skins for about three days, four days, while it's cold soaking, or cold maceration, um, if we want to be technical and use wine industry terms. Um, and then what you do is you pump out some of the juice, and then you ferment, you know, it as a rosé, often as a blend which is what this was. This is a saunier of three different grapes. The 14, I think, also has some Mavedra in it. Um, so they tend... Well, a lot of French rosés are saunier, and they're pretty pale, too, so I don't know what yeah. it is. My, actually, my guess is probably a lot of this color is coming from Petit Syrah. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. I tried to get uh, James to uh, join in via phone call. Uh, but he didn't get a chance to respond. He was busy. Womp womp. Yeah. Uh, and you you also saw the photo that I posted this morning that I'm probably going to uh, post again as the podcast image. With the sun rising behind the bottle, showing off yes. that beautiful, beautiful color. Beautiful, juicy, summery, thirst-quenching color. Yeah, it, it almost reminds me of, uh, you know those, like, ice drinks... The, the mm-hmm. ones that are, have, like, the fruit flavors. You know, it looks like the color of one of those, like the, cra- not the cranberry. Um, there was, like, a cherry limeade one, and it ah. looks almost like the same color. Just looks like summer and refreshing yeah. and fruity and all of those good things. So the nose. Also very juicy, actually. Very juicy, yeah. Definitely like, quite a bit of strawberry, um... I almost get this sort of, like, kumquat grapefruit thing, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely some citrus. Um, and then almost, like, raspberry. Like hmm. a strawberry starburst, almost, too. Yeah, very juicy, like, almost overripe strawberry. Hmm. It's mostly fruit. I'm getting primarily fruit on the nose. My allergies could be talking as well. No, I'm getting mostly fruit, a little bit of almost like, um, also sort of like an earthy flint, like gun flint, Mm -hmm. too, which, you know, you get that sort of limestone flint minerality on most Wilcox wines uh, that are whites or rosé, but normally it's on the palate, not the nose, which is very interesting. That's a good point, Yeah. Yeah, it's like a wet rock, kind of, you know, rain on the rocks kind of smell. Yeah. 
which is something you've commented on before a lot on almost every white that you came out here when you and Greta were visiting. God, was that that? Wow, that was two years ago. Time flies. You're having fun. What? No. Yeah. I thought it was two years ago. It was September. Yeah, it wasn't last September though, because last September. No, it was nearly two years ago, just not two, it's not, like, quite two years. I'm yeah. being a sticker. Because yeah. it's only the beginning of May. This is true. So. Fine, be technical. Close for two year and a half. But yes. Mm. Mm. Whatever. Yeah, it was just before the, uh, <laughs> the fiasco with, uh, uh, God, what nickname do I even use for her anymore? Uh, the Witch Queen of Syria. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, it was right around that time. Yeah. Your evil counterpart. Indeed. By name only. My, yeah, dark twin. Yeah, well, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why James d- picks on this wine so much, because this is really friggin' good. It is fabulous. It's got this beautiful, vibrant, almost mm. citrus pomelo acidity and flavor to it, combined with, uh, I'm getting also that strawberry and raspberry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to use uh, strawberry. It's like, you know what this is like? Is this, this wine reminds me of eating a watermelon starburst, a cherry starburst, and a strawberry starburst at the same time which i did <laughs> once yeah once once that's a lot of starbursts yeah well i you know i like starbursts <clears throat> it is it has that raspberry thing going on too Say again? It's got almost the body of a red wine which i appreciate yeah it's a pretty freaking full bodied rosé and you might be able to get away with this with a pork chop or uh, some other cuts of meat. Mm, absolutely. You know, I like to... Lately, I've been on this kick of pairing rosé with, like, hot wings. Not, mm. like, buffalo sauce hot wings, but, like, hot wings with, like, an herb to rub. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would not work with that. Um, the rosé we've got in the tasting room at Passion right now would... Uh, the Nebbiolo Rosés at Caduceus and um, Sand Reckoner would also be great that way. But this one is, I honestly kind of want to pair this with like a big juicy pork chop. Mm-hmm. Um, no sauce, cooked in olive oil with rosemary. Mm-hmm. Maybe marinated in rosemary and olive oil overnight. That would be delicious. Just get some of those herbal notes. It would bring out a little bit of that slate. And maybe some, like, maybe a baked potato, some roasted potatoes, along with the pork chop. Keep it very simple and yeah. just let, let it shine. Yeah. The finish is shorter than the last rosé that I was drinking. Um, which, oh my gosh, I wish you had tasted it. You would have fallen in love with it. Um, I don't know if you read the review of it or not, the cicada. I did, because I usually read the rosé reviews even if I don't read the others, and it sounded amazing. Yeah, that was one of the best rosés in recent (laughs) memory, to the point where I cried when it was gone, and I'm just like, 
And he only made, like, one barrel of it in, like, 25 cases. So I'm like, Scarborough, damn you! <laughs> I had two friends come in from New Mexico, and they were like, yeah, we couldn't get a bottle. He wouldn't sell us any, because there was only a limited amount left for the festival and for wine club. No! Uh, and so they went to the festival the next day and then bought a bottle from him, and all was well. So they were like, yes, we were so glad we were able to get a bottle, because then after telling us about it and then reading your review, it was just like, we need this. I need this. Need it. No question about it. Yes. yes. Mm. Now, poking at my phone so that I can load up the... Um... Wow, my brain. Uh, thingy that times things. That would be called a stopwatch, Cody. Stop Ooh, watch. indeed. I'm... I mean, I admit I was hanging out with Gary earlier, um, helping him with car repairs that we discovered that we couldn't repair easily because the problem was bigger than we thought. Wow. And I had a couple of Boddingtons, but, no, it shouldn't have affected me. Mm-hmm. All righty, so it's time to finish on this guy. And go. So are you as excited for Greta's wedding? As excited as who? I don't know. I'm assuming Greta's pretty excited. I'm probably not as excited as she is. Um, but I am excited, yes. Is she uh, dragging you up there as a bridesmaid? or? There are no attendants. Oh, really? I am, however, in charge of the bachelorette party, and I will be signing the witness form. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I guess you can't talk about bachelorette party plans here, can you? Uh, they, they aren't exactly formed yet, so we'll see. But No strippers. That's just a horrible tried old cliche. No, no strippers. Definitely no strippers. Also, the strippers in central Kansas are probably horrifying. <laughs> now I kind of want one. <laughs> just to, like, sit there and poke and make fun of. Just to act perfectly serious about, and then sh- and make her like really freaked out and think that this was the real party, and then like surprise, there's actually another party. But I can have a really dirty, like s- sketchy party, and be like, "Ha!" And, see and then the be like, "Just kidding, we're going wine tasting." Exactly. <laughs> uh, as I've said before, that's how I kind of want my bachelor party to be: is basically a a weekend in Sonoida and Wilcox visiting my favorite wineries and picking up a mixed case of wines that me and my wife can share over the years for anniversaries. Ooh, I like red, it. Ageable whites. Something that we can enjoy together, and I honestly wouldn't mind if she came along. That um, sounds fantastic. You know, and then maybe finishing up with, like, hookah or pipe smoking somewhere. Indeed. It sounds perfect. Yeah, we'll see. And, of course, I forgot to look at the time uh, when the finish stopped, because I got distracted. So do, let's try again. So, hi, Attention Deficit Ushiny. How are you tonight? The finish is kind of short, but at the same time it kind of goes and comes and goes. It does. It it's got that really strong flinty limestone minerality. Definitely. Um, a little bit of that fruit overlaying that limestone, but it's not overt. 
But you know, it's not, it's still got plenty of the flinty minerality, but it's not the rainwater kind that I associate with most Arizona rosés and whites. Yeah, I, I, it is a little bit different. It's almost like harsher, which is not a yeah. bad thing. But I think the reason why it feels harsher is because the acidity of this wine, it feels a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel like I would rather drink this on a hot day than water, because I feel like mm-hmm. this is going to be very thirst-quenching. Definitely. Um, hmm. Um, finish I've got is 37 seconds, which is about right, I think. Mm-hmm. So no attendance, and I notice it's not at a church, so it's not going to be an Orthodox wedding. Correct. Which will be kind of nice, because I'm kind of tired of those for right now. You have been to many lately. I have been to many lately. I have been to three in the last year overall. Ow. I don't know nearly as many people that tend to get married, so I don't go to so many weddings. And, and then there was the fourth wedding that I went to in the last year, which was awesome, because I officiated um, mm. in Istanbul. Sorry, Constantinople. Istanbul. I'm fine with calling it Istanbul, because it's a comes from a freaking Greek idiom anyway. It you know, does. Istanbul in the city. So it's just like, okay, guys, you can either get your knickers in a knot or just, you know, shut up and understand the history of the name. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that, I thought I told you about that, though. The wedding that I officiated in Hagia yes. Sophia in the corner. The, mm-hmm. the five minute wedding that was under the nose of the guards. That was awesome. So awesome. So memorable. I, See, I there's like, like a, there's a, a type of eloping that would be entirely acceptable. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, so we didn't get married in an Orthodox church, but instead we got married in the Orthodox church. The Church of Churches, the the church that more or less was the model for every other Orthodox church ever. Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, yeah, that that I I don't know that I could ever top that. So it's just like you know, for a while after I came back, I felt really depressed because it's like you know, there's no way I could ever top that for my own wedding because <laughs> that's going to be like the most memorable story sticking in the minds of most people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I remember that time when you were in Istanbul? But. Exactly. So the other fun story and why these bottles were waxed. Uh, yes. That is also fun. It's not fun if you try to put the wax on the bottles, though, or so I've been told by people who. Why is that? Uh, because it's very tedious. Oh. You can't just randomly dip them in wax and move on. Move yes, on to but, your life. Oh, yes, you can, and that's what you do. But if you have, you know, even 25 cases, mm. it, it gets pretty old from what I've been told. But anyway, so he had to hand bottle these because of the bottle shape. So the bottle shape, and I know none of you can see this, but, you know, whatever. Um, this is what's known as sort of an, Alsa- an Alsatian bottle. Uh, it's the same type of bottle that most Rieslings are in, uh, coming from Germany. And so this wouldn't fit in the bottling line. So he had to hand bottle it and hand cork it. And to kind mm. of hide that hand corking, uh, he, he waxed the bottles to make them look pretty. Ah. <laughs> and as he said, it was kind of a hassle. Uh, they are quite hassle. I have no idea if that's the case with the 2014 or not, because I haven't seen the 2014... Uh, I tasted it before it was all labeled and everything, 
but uh, and it was good. It was actually better than this one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he liked it better than this one, anyway. But mm. uh, exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to picking up a whole new run of uh, Rune wines when they're all released. He also did a Muvedra this year. Mm. And the label is based off of a Mongol warrior woman, too, apparently. So Ooh. that's going to be fun. I'm going to have to plan another visit at some point. Yes. Yes, you do. Ooh, how about Christmas break? That should work. Well, there's snow and such. I always forget. I'm like, Arizona, it'll be warm and easy to travel. Well, you got to so- remember that if we go and spend time in Sonoid and Elgin and Wilcox, it will be cold, but there will not be snow. True that. If it there is precipitation, it'll be rain. There might be snow in the Verde, but you really didn't encounter that area, and I'd be willing to uh, poke down there. Or there also would be October. Now that I get all of the academic breaks off, there's fall break, spring break, Christmas break, and summer. Well, October, I, I, I kind of sort of almost have tentative plans right now, so it depend on when in October it is. Indeed. Um, uh, it's... it's so we'll I see imagine. how broke I become after the summer and yeah, and how this much money you spend in Korea and exactly Korea. Did and I York. ever send you, by the way, the uh, version of Oh Unwedded Bride in Korean? Yes, you did. Okay, I couldn't remember if I did or not. So and then I went down, you know, the YouTube black hole and listened to many other things in Korean. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that 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 happens to and me. And shared it with my Muslim friend who's obsessed with Orthodox chant. She really appreciated it. That's that's really random. It is, it is but she really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the instrumental take was particularly interesting. Mm-hmm, very. And it's just like something you never hear. What I would love to do is to have better editing skills and edit a stanza into a file in every language. Mm-hmm. And be like, this is what it sounds like. This is the sound of orthodoxy across the world. But that would work. Oh. Also, I'm lazy. That's the other reason I haven't done that. Yeah, ideas. So, it's oh, good this to have is a great idea, but that requires work. And I don't feel like working on that right now because I'd rather do other things. Work and time. There's never enough time. True that. Ah, this is mm. a good rosé. This is a fabulous rosé. My stomach is full of pizza right now, and the rosé is just now making me happy. And I have pizza and rosé, and I really don't need anything else right now. Actually, this would not be so bad with pizza. It wouldn't. The pizza has already been on the pizza. I think it could work with pizza. Particularly, like, a white pizza. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, a white sauce margarita pizza. pizza with pizza type thing. Sorry, say again? Alfredo pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would be delicious. Or a pesto-based pizza. Mm. Like with pesto instead of the sauce, and then... Yes. Yeah. Lots of mozzarella. It would be lovely. Yes, yes. I have no food cooked and prepped for right now, unfortunately. Ah, but that's what comes next, I suppose. 
And so, wine. Exactly. So, random question, since we're discussing wine in Korea. What is the wine situation in Russia? I know very little about that. Do you know? Uh, I know a little bit. Similar to Georgian in the south of Russia? or uh, not? Yeah, mostly south of Russia, although uh, Ukraine produces a lot of wine. Hmm. Um, I know Moldova is a major wine area. And that's Moldova is. Also, uh, in the Ukraine is kind of a major wine region. It was actually known in Byzantine period for some good vintages too. Um, but mostly southern Russia. There is mm-hmm. also some sparkling wine in southern Russia, um, as well as in Belarus. Actually, in Lithuania, we had at the last hipster varietal party a uh, Lithuanian sparkling wine. Ooh. It wasn't the best. I really mm-hmm. dug the Vouvray that we had a little bit more at the party, but uh, it was still really, really interesting. Super high acidity. Um, mm-hmm. Like lemon juice, almost. And it was just really interesting. Uh, very thirst-quenching. I mean, on a hot summer day, that's the sparkling wine I would go for, but that night I really wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm almost for sure visiting southern Russia next summer and possibly will be visiting Ukraine and Belarus and Georgia as well. So, uh, You lucky son of a gun. I have some research to do in the wine department. Yes. Um, there's a few hybrid varietals between Saparavi and Ooh. others that are going to be fun and interesting. Um, uh, Saparavi Stanovny is one. There's another one that honestly, to me, sounds like the name of a ballerina, but I can't freaking remember the name of it. Hmm. That's going to drive me nuts. I can't even remember what letter it starts with, so I can't even look it up in my big red wine book. Hmm. But. I just Googled an article, and I found out that the prime re- wine region in Russia is the province in which my friend who I'm going to visit lives. So oh. It's perfect. There you go. Indeed. So, if you can sneak back a bottle or two. Oh, yes. Uh, I had a Russian sparkling wine because um, I actually looked for Russian wines when I was trapped in the Moscow airport for, you know, six hours at a time during layovers. But uh, the only ones I could find were the sparkling wines, and so I bought a bottle of that sparkling wine. Um, I drank it, actually, on my birthday. Was it the so-called Soviet champagne? I think so. The the something Doro? Mm. Hold on, let me... I don't know. I just heard it called Sovietsky Champagne Square or something. No, that was not the same one. That That was was not the... the same one. Hold on, I will look it up on my phone because I still have the picture of it somewhere. Uh, uh, la, 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 la. Ooh, here's a website. Russian wine country. Sleeping Beauty awakes. Dun, dun, dun. Because that sounds almost vaguely ominous. <laughs> Georgia is the source of the first Russian grapes. Are you thinking of Doina? Maybe. Grape. Saparavi or Katsateli, Golubok, Krasnostop, and Doina are like the most popular varieties according to this website. No, as well it as was a different, it was two words. Chardonnay. Ah, here we go. 
Um, oh, hey, I could actually also show this to you, but then my listeners would not know. Uh, Abra Durso is the Russian sparkling wine that I got. Ah. And, uh, oh, I, yes, here it is. It apparently is incredibly popular. That's the one that I found nice. in uh, the Russian airport everywhere. And so I bought myself a bottle. The original plan was to drink it in Istanbul, but that did not happen. And so I drank it on my birthday instead. Or was it my birthday? Maybe it wasn't my birthday. Maybe it was before my birthday. I, I know the person Has I it already it with. been a year since that? What? Yeah, almost. Gosh. Wow. But I, well, I don't remember if offhand if it was my birthday or not, but I remember drinking it with a friend of mine I met in the tasting room who has the same birthday that I do. Uh, or I Ooh. should say birth date. She's also July 2nd, so. Mm. Last year she came up at, and had her birthday in Jerome, and we had sparkling wine. And I think that was the night we had that one, and then we also had a bottle of Sect, uh, the sparkling Riesling, because A, she's mm. originally from... Germany, but B, that way I could at least have, you know, birthday sect. Mm-hmm. Awkward, awkward mm-hmm. left her. Yes. Which is a tradition that I think I'm going to continue this year. I like it. And it was a little I, sweeter than I normally like, but... Uh, birthday, it was so I will, alas, have no wine. Say again? I will be in the airport in Shanghai for my birthday this year, so I will, alas, most likely have no wine. There, there's a Chinese, there's a whole Chinese wine industry. There is, but the question is, can I obtain that in the Shanghai airport? Only one way to find out. It's on. And if you do, please get a bottle of that for me and oh, yes. share, because I'm really curious about Chinese wine. There was someone in the Arizona industry that recently came back from Burma, or sorry, mm. Myanmar, <clears throat> whatever. And brought back some wine and had some wine there. Um, but he did not show up to the hipster varietal party, unfortunately. So I was not uh, able to taste any womp womp. Indeed. Sad face. Very much so. So you're going to be traveling across the whole world this freaking next year. I am. Versus me who was kind of traveling all over net last year. Yes, and I will be very broke, so I'm prepared to eat a lot of oatmeal and beans and drink rather less wine and such, but it will be very much worth it. Well, you know, enjoy your vacation, drink the local booze, eat the local food, you know. Oh, I will. just be Lenten when you get home. Yes, that is the plan. And Russia's not for a while, and who can plan a year in advance? But that's the plan for next June. I wonder where I'm so. going to even be next June. I know. I can't even think. Well, it's rather future to plan. I have hopes of where things will be next June in general, but... Do you? Yes, we'll see. Cryptic comment is cryptic. <clears throat> Mm. As I stroke my beard. And contemplate the vastness. But yeah. Yes.
But um, well, partly it also, you know, who knows, depends on the geologist and all these other things and and my own financial situation. But I, I generally don't travel much in June anyway, so which this is, is why that you know the wedding being in June is very very. Random for me, because, you know, like I said, I normally don't travel in June. Mm-hmm. So June is kind of the month where I kind of sit at home and... But it's before Harvest, so that's good, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Crush and Harvest doesn't begin until usually end of July, early September, so... You know, the Istanbul trip was kind of ill-timed for that reason, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. You only get to officiate a wedding in the Hagia Sophia once. So. Yeah, and so I'm just like, crush season, Hagia Sophia. Crush season, Hagia Sophia. Hagia Sophia, thank you. Okay, thanks, bye. Done. And it was kind of a low point in, in our harvest that time. And I missed a couple picks at DA Ranch, which was kind of my... Uh, um, my brain just glitched. Hold on. It was kind of my working vineyard up here. I would volunteer and help pick and be paid with wine, and it was awesome. So, and you know, I honestly enjoyed picking grapes very, very much. Um, there's something about being in the vineyard that is very, very relaxing and connecting to older times and older time cycles in the human psyche. I think versus this very prominent rushing around that is just so prevalent in this day and age. Which is why I'm going to be working on a farm this summer when I'm off of my regular job. Mm. It's going to be fabulous. So you're not going to do the vineyard stuff? I may do it, like, kind of sort of every other weekend or PRN or something like that, but this one, that was only um, on the weekend anyway. It was only 10 hours a week, so it wasn't oh. full-time. <clears throat> this one is, like, 20 hours a week, and it's Monday through Friday, 8 to noon, so... It does not, it's not exclusive. But I had an interview at a farm yesterday, so. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What are they farming? Uh, a variety of vegetables and also sheep. They sell to a local grocery and a couple of local restaurants. So they did do... you say a couple of vegetables and sheep? Yes. Okay. Sheep for wool and, um, like, Potatoes and tomatoes and onions and garlic and basil and beets and spinach. You know, just a variety of vegetables that are ripe at different seasons and sheep. <clears throat> and it's owned by these fabulous old hippies. Oh, Ooh. I left the farm. I'm like, <clears throat> I don't just want to work here. I want to be them. <laughs> and my friend laughed at me. <laughs> you want to be the vegetables? I want, no, I want to be the old people. They're oh. so wonderful. <clears throat> you know, sort of walking about in their straw hats and their Birkenstocks, you know, talking about the future of farming in America and telling stories about making stained glass and God knows what else. It was lovely. I'm looking forward to it. And my friend and I have um, rather lofty ideas that we're going to bike there every day. It's seven miles away, so we actually oh, wow. might, might be able to do that, but we may not. <laughs> we'll find out. 
That's going to be... Yes. Well, I guess it would depend on uh, elevation gain or vice versa. Kansas is pretty flat, so... According to Google Maps, it's flat. In my mind, I imagine the way there is a, is kind of a steady like upgrade, a very slight but steady upgrade, which could be rather painful. But at least it's the be, way they But it will give you a lot of exercise, and it will make going home easier. Exactly. So you go uphill in the morning when it's cool, very early, and you're more energized, and then you work for four hours, and then come home just sort of down the slope and just kind of coast home. I think it might work. Yeah, we'll find yeah. My friend volunteered that information when the farmer was like, so do you guys have reliable transportation and such? You know, do you have a, what's your commute going to look like? And he's like, oh, we're going to ride our bikes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, we are. Apparently. We will, we shall see. Yes, yes. It doesn't look nearly as good as when you stroke your chin, because you don't have that, that beard and, and the mustache, which the mustache is at a low ebb today. I did not wax it, but, you know, when it's waxed, it'll be like this. Yeah. Hair is not as fun to twirl, probably. I wouldn't know. It doesn't seem as fun. <laughs> ah, well. So what are you thinking on this, Rosé? What, uh... What's your Let's personification? That everyone else is drinking beer right now, and so I don't have to share. I'm going to have leftovers of this baby. Oh, that's awesome. It is. I'll be drinking this every night this week. Mm. There you go. That that sounds... I like it. As it warms up and opens up, it's, um, it's developed almost a... Almost a jamminess, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Just a, a, a jamminess and sort of a velvety texture. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, I get that. That sharp minerality is sort of softening out a little bit, sort of blooming, I think. Yeah. I like the development. Yes. So I'm kind of interested because also uh, the announcement for Civilization 6 came out today. I've been a huge fan of the Civilization game series for... Well, I started with Civilization 2. And uh, I've been more or less been playing every version, and I've been playing Civ Five lately. And I actually really have come to like Civ Five from when after it was first released, when I hated it. Um, and so it's just like, oh god, now there's another one. <laughs> just after mm-hmm. I finally got in the hang of Civ Five. But uh, the one thing I don't like about Civ Five is that the victory videos are kind of lame. Like, Civ 3, if you did a spaceship science victory, had this mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful video. 
that was all metaphorical about a spacecraft launch, and then there was a dandelion where the head exploded, and all of these little seeds blew across this meadow. Very symbolic of humanity exploiting the combos. Sim 4, kind of lame. You had someone falling out of a... um, not hyperbaric chamber. Um, well, a chamber, like a sleep hibernation chamber or something. And looking out across a new star system, which was, okay, that's cool. Civ 5 had the spacecraft launching. Whoa, you froze and a, you've won! You, I may have frozen, but I can still hear you and, and see you. Let's try this again. WTF. Okay. There we go. I think we're back. We may be back. I can't actually... S- oh, oh. Well, I turned the, the camera off, so that way... Um, we don't have freeze-up issues. Maybe. Potentially. Good idea. Um, but although it's been, what? Well, we should probably close this soon anyway. But anyway, uh, the TLDR of this is that the... The victory message of Civ Five. Suck, they're not very inspiring there. I, I said it. But everything else about Civ Five is pretty nice. Not that, you know, anyone really cares. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really not digging this rosé. James Callahan has done it again with another stellar one. Um, next time you guys get out here, I, I definitely need to take you down to uh, <clears throat> meet him. Definitely. And, and running jokes aside about you ending up dating him, you know. Is he still available? Uh, nah, debatable. That's debatable. I, I've heard he's <laughs> involved with someone uh, in Sonoida, but I haven't heard one way or the other. Good for him. scoop is. Um, and, and, you know, that sort of stuff is not really my business either. This is true. Nor is it mine, as we all well know. Uh, I, I, you know, I honestly can't remember what you told me your your gentleman caller's name was, even which I think makes me a horrible person. But whatever. Yeah, the dude. The dude. I told you that when I meet him, if I'm there for the wedding, I'm just gonna call him the dude, right? You should do that. <laughs> well, hey, dude. I'm Cody. Hey, dude. And he'll be like, the name's blah blah blah, and he's like, okay, dude. <laughs> And then he'll be like, your friend Cody is the rudest person ever. <laughs> it could be worse. Yes, I suppose. There could be cephalopods everywhere. <laughs> but anyway, gang, on that note, uh, we should probably head on out. Um, I'm going to catch Shadow Rise on my deck here. Um... And enjoy this rosé while watching the sun, uh, or I should say the shadow of the mountain rise across the Verde Valley and strike the rocks. Have a fabulous evening. I will do my best. You do yours, as always. And until next time, this has been uh, the Arizona Wine Monk, special guest Sarah Lance, uh, signing off. Bye. Goodbye.